when you tap into relationships, the universe will send you the perfect opportunity, the perfect people. You'll read something in a book and all of a sudden you're going like, oh my God, that's the puzzle piece that I've been missing. All of it will fall into place. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let me bring up some questions. And Jody, since you're here, I think we'll start with your question. I got a couple others, but since you're the one that's here, let me uh, kick it off with yours. So Jody, who's also in our Have It All Academy, asked a great question about intuition, um, specifically how to sharpen it, how to, how to use it quicker and better. Uh, and Jody, if there's any follow-up to that or anything else that you'd like to add or, or want me to cover, please, uh, please let me know. All right. So intuition, how to sharpen it and how to have it work for you quicker. The first thing you want to realize is that intuition is something that every human being has innately as part of our being. It's not something that you need to quote unquote, work on, um, you've all felt it. You've all had the experience of it. So I'll give you some ideas. You've walked into a room, could be a restaurant, could be a room at work, could be a friend's house room, something. And everything inside of you just said, get me out of this room. And you did. And if someone said, hey, why did you leave that room? you wouldn't have such a distinct answer as like, well, I left because I was thinking this and that. No, you're just like, I had this feeling and I had to get out of there, right? So one of the things you want to realize is that it's something that's part of being human. It's something that is ingrained in all of us. And I think what Jody is trying to point to is how do we get that to lead us more and more and more. So one thing I'll tell you is that women inherently are more connected to their intuition than men are. For men, it's uh, a much different process to tap into their intuition. Women, it's just something that you guys go into naturally. So the first thing I want to tell you is that A, you want to know that it's something that you have. And so when you're talking about like, well, how do I use it faster? Intuition is not one of those things where it's like, well, I I just want to use this faster. It's innately in us. And that's the first thing you want to realize. The second thing is that I've found that the more you start listening to your intuition. So 
when we're talking about intuition, right? If you think that in your body, there's constantly two voices speaking, there's the really, really loud one. And the really loud one is the one that you hear every single day. It's not your friend. Generally, it makes horrible accusations, (laughs) makes terrible assumptions and judgments about everything. And yet it's the one we listen to all the time. Intuition is something that comes much from like this area, right? So some people have this like feeling here, some people here, and there's different kinds of intuition. So there's people that can feel a yes or a no, or maybe there's people that hear a yes, no, or maybe. Um, So, and there's people that, that actually visually see a yes, no, or maybe in any event, for me, I can share my experience. For me, my heart does something really interesting. So something happens in my chest here. And when it's a yes, I actually feel almost like short of breath. And it's like, it feels like one of these, like, because the heart feels like it's opening and it's literally pulling me towards. It has this like very interesting vibration that pulls me towards. Now, when it's a no for me, right? A, obviously that feeling is not present, but what I find when it's a no, I feel this kind of go in and I feel something pushing me back. Now, I had no idea for the longest time, and trust me, this was there always, and this is, this is the point that I want to make to you, Jody, is that I just didn't pay attention. And in there were certain moments, you know, like when I met my wife, for example, I had that same feeling. Um, when I, I remember sitting at the a New York auto show in a car and I remember sitting there and being like, this car will be mine. And I had that same feeling. I just wasn't present enough to the fact that I've had that feeling. So the first thing you want to do is, like I said, you want to be aware that it's something that's innate in you. It's, it's a body sensation and it's a feeling that happens all the time, whether you're conscious to it or not. The second thing is starting to figure out what that sensation feels like in the body. Where does a yes resonate for you? Where does a no resonate for you? Where does a maybe resonate for you? That's step two. And the third step, and I, I, I feel like this is the most important one, is believing. So this body sensation, this guidance system, and this is something that we, we train our, our uh, clients on all the time, this body sensation is infallible. This, you linearly thinking about things, you strategizing, you figuring out all the how-tos and creating a future and then trying to strategize how to get to that future, that fails more often than not. And if you look at your life experience, not mine, look at your life experience, very few things that you've planned have ever shaped out the way you've planned. Life happens, right? Now this, interestingly enough, and I've really tapped into it in Guy 2 more and more in the last few months, this is very, very easy to follow. When it's a yes, this thing will always chime in right afterwards and be like, what are you doing? You're crazy. Why would you do that? That's insane. And if you just disregard that and follow this, 
it will always lead you to your greatest thing. So now what happens is you start listening and you start tapping into and tuning into that feeling and sensation in your body. And when you do that and you start taking action, I call it like you get these inspired feelings. When you start following that, that inspired action, what you're basically saying to your intuition is, ooh, I trust you. I believe in you. I'm listening to you. And the more you believe that you have this skill, it's like a superpower. The more you believe that you have the superpower, the more the superpower will reveal itself to you. So let me just read what Jody said. So Jody said, I think that that is it. Not sure what the sensations are and where they come up. Not sure when it's yes or no. So definitely awareness is a good place to start. Yeah, it's it's something that happens in your body. And Jody, I know that you've been um, on an entrepreneurial journey, right? And think about different opportunities, right, that you've seen along the way. And there have been ones where you've been in a room and you've been with a group of people and something that you can't explain basically said, this is where I'm supposed to be. And you didn't necessarily know why or how or anything. It just felt right. That's what you want to start looking at. And guys, this happens big and small. The last, every hire that we've hired in the last year I've literally gotten on the phone with them or on Skype or something, and I don't care what they tell me. I don't care what their results are. I don't care what their resume looks like. I don't care who they worked with. If my internal compass isn't a fuck yes, like I'm vibrating with excitement in talking to you and knowing that this is something great for our future, we don't hire them. And I've turned away amazing people who other people have come to me and be like, what are you doing? Like this is the best of the best of the best and it just didn't feel right. And you know what? Every single one of those hires has been one of the best hires we've ever had. The work has been flawless. Working with them has been amazing. It's been effortless. We've done more projects with them since. They want to come on board. I mean, it's all of it. And so I've learned to trust that feeling more and more and more. To the point that even if something is a maybe and it's like a little bit like, oh, I'm not really sure, I lean towards no because I know that in the search, I'm going to get to a fuck yeah. I'm going to get to the place where my body just goes, yes, this is the person. This is the opportunity. This is the thing. And it has not failed me. It's an infallible compass, right? I'm not saying just just caveat here. I'm not saying that in doing this, your life is going to be rainbows and unicorns shitting out ice cream rainbow. I don't know. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that it will always lead you to your next opportunity for growth, development, um, financial success, anything like that. That's what I mean. And so this will always lead you to your highest next good. This will not. And that's hopefully the point. So Jody, I hope that that answers your question. Let me read what Jessica Stables here said. 
As an intuitive empath, sometimes I feel too much. I can walk into a room and feel like I got punched in the face. No, Jessica, so that's a really interesting point. So that's what I'm saying. Like women are much more, although my son is, is an empath for sure. Being an empath is a gift, first and foremost. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've watched Cyclo- um, I don't know if you watch X-Men ever, but in the origin story where they're talking about, you know, how the different mutants got their powers, the one that just comes to mind right now is uh, Cyclops. So Scott basically can shoot this laser beam out of his eyes. And all of the mutants had no idea how to control their power. So he would basically take off his sunglasses and this laser beam would just like fly everywhere. So empaths, very similarly, it's, it's a superpower. Being an empath is a superpower. And Jessica, to your point, what a lot of people tend to do with superpowers is superpowers can become overpowering and overwhelming. And the natural human response when we are overwhelmed is what? We go, whoa, stop. I can't handle anymore. Right? And then what happens? Superpower gets cut off. Because the universe, it's like, you know, God, my wish is your command. So you can't handle this. I'm only going to give you what you can handle. And because we say stop, hold on, we've lessened that power. Where instead, if you actually focused on working with the power and figuring out how to best use that power. So when you walk into a room and you feel like you got punched in, in the face, it's your interpretation of that sensation in your body. You didn't in fact get punched in the face. What you can learn over time through practice is to actually laser focus these superpowers and use them in a way that suits you in every different sensation. So with empaths, something that's really, really important is the ability to ground and release energy. Because one of the things that can completely overtake an empath is they can take on so much energy, good and bad, that they're at the impact of it. So when Guy and I were in ceremony in, um, in Colombia, I actually found out that I could heal and do incredible things with my hands, which I'd never known myself to do. And the more I believed that I could do it, the better the results that I was able to produce, right? If at some point I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Then the power would actually diminish which was really interesting. And when I would heal people, what inevitably would happen is it drains so much of your energy that afterwards you actually feel, I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie Green Mile, um, but the guy that can heal people basically can like suck this negative dark stuff out of people and then he would just breathe it out like this black cloud. I actually felt like that's what I was doing. I felt like I was taking someone's negative black dark energy and holding it for them and then i had to release it so like jessica was saying earthing so i would literally get down yeah exactly so audrey was saying at the live event yeah with cat it was the same thing so 
again, it's one thing where I could say, you know what? I don't like feeling that release of energy because it really is draining and I choose not to feel that. In doing that, I'm in essence cutting off the superpower. And the superpower to me is way, way more impactful than me dealing with a little bit of discomfort at any given moment. And so I've learned through the process on how to ground that, get out of my system and get back. Because at the end of the day, it's just energy, right? Energy always wants to flow. It doesn't want to stay stagnant. So I'm taking that energy, it's coming in here, and then I can release that out. So hopefully that uh, answers your question. And Jessica, thank you for sharing your experience as well. Guys, if any of you on here have questions, please, please, please um, drop them in the comment box. I'm happy to, to answer them, okay? Um, until that happens, let me go to another question here, which I thought was very good. And this is from um, one of our followers. His name is Joni. And he's asking, why is it that people don't take action even, no, even though they know it's important? Awesome question. So I'm going to give it a one-word answer, and then I'm going to obviously elaborate on that. And the answer to that is that people do not take action on that which is not urgent. If there is no urgency or a context of urgency in your life, which you can create, that's what I want to talk about, you don't take action. So I'll give you a really, really simple, easy to understand. Everyone can relate to this example. You want to lose weight. And I'm talking, you might be, you know, 20, 30 pounds overweight, not like two pounds overweight. And you, you try this diet and you try that diet. You, you make a commitment to this. You make a commitment to that. No matter what you do, you know, you'll lose like five pounds, but inevitably you'll, you'll be back at that same weight gain. And it seems like no matter what I do, I can't lose weight. And then you find out that your daughter is getting married and she's getting married in the next, let's say, year. And all of a sudden... You're eating healthier than ever, you're exercising, and you're fitting into pants six months later that you haven't fit into in two decades. And I ask you, why? What's changed? The information that you had access to is exactly the same. Your ability to know how to eat and that you need to exercise and all that, exactly the same. The only thing that shifted is now you created urgency with a drop dead date of I want to show up at my daughter's wedding looking top notch and fit into size, I don't know, 32. And all of a sudden, the effort to go to the gym, the effort to eat healthy, all of the things that you've been dreading and were like, oh God, I can't believe I have to eat this salad or I can't believe I have to not eat that piece of cake or whatever it is, all the things that seemed like you were sacrificing something, all of a sudden you were super excited to do. Why? Because you now had this vision. You now had this future that was urgently pulling you towards it. And guys, this is done with everything. Everything. I just use that example because I think it's a really easy example for people to understand. This works in any area. You want to become successful at business? 
you got to create a context of urgency. And I don't mean like some fake bullshit thing that you say that doesn't feel urgent. I mean something that's so urgent that it literally pulls you forward. What a lot of people try to do is in achieving goals is they're trying to push themselves up a mountain and then they get overwhelmed and tired and the work becomes too hard and blah, 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 blah. Because what they're trying to do is use willpower to push themselves up a mountain. As soon as you create urgency, there's no more push. Everything becomes pull. And when there's something pulling you towards something, it becomes effortless. It becomes effortless. If you knew, for example, I don't know how many of you guys did uh, Tony Robbins, right? Tony Robbins at their first course, make you walk on coals. Okay. And if you were using the typical push, I'm going to willpower myself to walk over these coals, you're going to get hurt and you're going to get burned. What they teach you there is to alter your state. And the way you alter your state is you create something out there on the other side of that thing that you walk through that literally pulls you past these coals without your mind or body being there. And in doing so, it's effortless. It's effortless. You don't get burned. Nothing happens. It's just, it's amazing. We do something similar at our live events with arrows, which I'm not going to get into, but it's the same thing. When the thing on the other side of overcoming that fear is bigger than the fear itself, you'll take action. And you'll take inspired action and it will be effortless. Okay, so Joni, hopefully you'll, uh, I don't know if you're on here. And if not, you'll catch a recording and hopefully that answers your question. All right, this one comes from Pedro. And he says, Monday, Elon was talking about family alignment towards a common goal and how everything works beautifully when such alignment happens. Supposing your wife or another family member is absolutely against the project you know will bring a ton of good stuff to you. How does one get around this opposition in a timely manner so you don't mess up so you don't miss an opportunity without wrecking your relationship with your family? Awesome question because I'm sure many of you are probably in this predicament in one area or another in your life. So what's missing Pedro right there is the other person being enrolled in your vision. So I'm going to give you guys a a personal example of my own, okay? When I travel to San Diego, my heart, speaking to Jody's first question, my heart literally vibrates and screams, fuck yes. I feel, it just goes like this, it goes, home. Okay. And I've had the intention that by the end of this year, we, we move to, to San Diego. And I've had that intention for the last two years. I really, really want to move our family to San Diego. During that entire two-year span, I've been faced with nothing but resistance from my wife, from her family, from her grandparents, all that stuff, terrified. Now, 
in her family's defense, they survived an earthquake, a really large earthquake in 2004, I think it was, um, lost everything. Their house got demolished. It was like an eight point something. Everyone survived. Uh, and they ended up moving back to Philly. And during that time, her mom actually had, um, and I, let's call it like an episode of, of depression uh, for a couple of years. So all of that is associated with California, which means like she's not going to travel to California and whatever. So this whole time, I'm trying to force, coerce, uh, make happen, grind, hustle, whatever you want to call, to move our family and stru- structure my life so that we can move to California. And I had a reading done by a a really incredible woman named Anna. And I asked her about this move. Um, She does these astral readings where basically your guides, your angel spirit guides um, are sitting there and she gets to ask them questions. You get to ask them questions and they give you all this amazing information. Um, And I asked specifically about this. And what she said was that, we're going to move and what needs to happen, there's, there's just needs to be a few other alignment things. And she said, in fact, what I'm seeing and what they're telling me is that this will happen when you guys will be on a road trip or driving somewhere as the entire family and your kids will actually be the one that pick the location. And I was like, hmm, that's really fascinating. That's really interesting. And what I want to share with you guys is this, and Pedro, hopefully you can hear this. In order for someone to be aligned with your vision, they have to feel like they are part of that creation process in partnership with you to create it. What I found I was doing when I was saying like, I want to move to San Diego, while it has a lot of the benefits that my wife, you know, my wife loves the sun, my wife loves the beach, my wife loves California. Um, I thought that that could overcome all of this other stuff with her family. And I just thought like it would just handle itself. And I was playing this game of like trying to fight and move. And what I realized was it's like me trying to sprint while my wife is that parachute behind me, just pulling me back. It doesn't work. And it's hard work to make that kind of stuff happen. So where I'm at with it today is we've had conversations that instead of like, this is what I'm, this is where we're moving. It's like, what do we get to create as a family that everyone has that feeling that it's a fuck yes, that everyone's hearts go home. Cause you know what, when that happens, everyone gets a win and then it's effortless. Cause now everyone is driving towards the same point. So Pedro, I'm assuming there's some business opportunity or something that you want to invest in or be a part of, and your wife is a no. So the conversation to be had is there's some sort of fear that your wife has or some unheard communication that you're refusing to listen to that she's trying to communicate to you about why this is not something that she wants. Because if you two created a future and that future was, we're going to be living at this part of the world, making this amount of money, doing these, these, and these, making this kind of impact on the world, et cetera, et cetera. 
inside of that conversation, naturally what will arise will be the perfect opportunity. And instead of you trying to force this outcome and just do it that way, I can tell you that when two people are aligned to the same thing, magic happens. And it happens so much faster than anything else. Or you could go the other way, which is try to convince and force the other person to join your side. So if you kind of, my, my advice to you is go back to the drawing board, leave, stop being attached to that opportunity being the one and only opportunity, create a conversation and an opportunity for another person in your life to feel a part of the future creation process. And inside of that future creation process, if this opportunity fits, then it fits. And if it doesn't, it just won't. And it will, you guys will know, both of you will know that that's not what it fits. It sounds to me like right now you guys are playing two different games where she may want one thing and you want something else. And that's where the disconnect is. It's not about the actual opportunity. It's more about the vision and creation of your future that will then pull you guys towards that next and great thing. All right. So hopefully that helps. All right. What's up, Sarah? All right. So Sarah dropped in a question. Let's see here. All right. Hey, Elon, I have a question. I'm struggling at the minute with trying to be productive with my business and keeping the rest of my life in balance. I have so much to do and have periods of being really productive and then I get totally overwhelmed. Anxiety kicks in and it goes to the other extreme. I can't do anything for maybe a whole day or two. I can't absorb any information and then I struggle with guilt of not being able to do anything. I want to start accountability. I want to start accountability for different aspects of my business, but afraid to commit in case the same thing happens and I can't keep my word. Any words of wisdom for being highly productive on a consistent basis without burnout? (laughs) So funny. I just literally just got interviewed for a book that will be coming out about entrepreneurial burnout. Um, So funny how the world always works in these amazing ways. Um, Okay. So I'm going to give you like the the overarching aspect and the context of burnout and, and... why you're feeling this way. And then I'm going to give you some tools and skills to uh, work with it. Okay. So the first thing and the first reason that people get into burnout is because their life is out of balance and out of whack. So what do I mean by that? In order to be a holistic human being, which is why we have this, right? Have it all. We're not about like, hey, I'm going to be a rock star at business. And in doing so, I'm going to sacrifice my relationships, my family, my creativity, my health, all the other stuff. I believe that's absolute fucking bullshit. That's an ego trip. So Sarah, where people tend to struggle is that ego is the one driving their business. And ego, I want you to consider, is this little child inside of you seeking approval. And generally, it's seeking approval from parents, right? It says, hey, when you build this business, you know, your parents will be so proud of you. Your parents will love you. Other people that said that you can't do it will now accept and love you. And so we push ourselves to do things. It's not even us. Our ego pushes us to do things that aren't in our soul and 
higher self best interest. What would it mean if I didn't succeed in this business, right? And then all of these crazy fucking thoughts come up in our head. So the first thing you want to ask yourself is why do I want to be successful? Why am I making money? Why is it so important to me? And I will venture to say that 99% of the time, the answers that you're going to come up with at first are going to be like very airy fairy and, you know, beautiful, like, oh, this and that and that. And if you really get down to it, there's some sort of self-worth thing that you're trying to combat by building this business. All right. So the first thing is ego. Ego drives everything. Okay. Now, Ego doesn't give a shit if when you get there, you're healthy. It doesn't give a shit if on the way to achieving your money goals, you destroy every single relationship. It doesn't care if you're 100 pounds overweight and have, you know, diabetes. It doesn't care if you've burned every relationship. It doesn't give a shit about any of that. It doesn't give a shit about your creativity, nothing. It just is one tracked. We need to make this happen because otherwise everyone's going to make fun of us. Everyone's not going to think that we're good enough, smart enough, blah, 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 blah. What tends to happen, and guys, by the way, this is predominantly our one-on-one coaching clients um, at our highest level, people that we work with one-on-one, are people who have reached massive mega success financially, okay? And they've spent maybe the last five to 10 years building that kind of business, reaching that level of success and they get up there and they feel empty because what they thought that the business and this making all this money was going to fill the void of their lack of love and lack of acceptance. And when they get there and they have all this money and the fancy car and the house and all that stuff and they look around, they go, wow, I thought this feeling wouldn't be here. And in fact, the feeling is bigger. Why? Because now you've dedicated your last five, 10 years to this one path. And then you can look back down at this mountain from the mountaintop and you look at your health and you look at your relationships and you look at what you've sacrificed to be up here to try to solve this problem. And now the problem is greater than ever. And you've scorched earth on all this other shit. So where you want to look at is when you say, I want to use creativity as an example. So in order to be a holistic human being, all right, there's three things that I think every human being requires in order to be healthy, happy, etc. The first is relationships. We are a animal of connection. When we don't feel love, when we don't feel connection, and it doesn't need to be intimate. It just needs to be friends, uh, coworkers, people that, that, you know, anybody that you spend three hours with and it feels like five minutes, like that kind of connection, we hunger for it. Without it, we're not the same human being. The second is, I will say, create uh, spirituality. So some form of growth, some form of something bigger than self. It doesn't need to be an organized, you know, I'm not big on organized religion. If that's where you find your spirituality, great. It might be in personal development, conversations like this. It might be in meditation. I don't care what it is. Super important to a human being. The third is creativity. Creativity could be your creative outlet, could be 
writing. Um, for me, it's DJing, like playing music. I love it, right? Great creative outlet. Other people, it's um, drawing, painting. It could be even running. It could be a form of yoga, dance, playing an instrument. I don't care what creativity, something that you can lose yourself in where time ceases to exist, where you're just in that flow and state without any of these three things. What I want you to imagine is like you have relationship, right? Like this side, connection. You have spirituality and then you have creativity. And now ego says we need to go over there and we don't have time for creativity. So now you've cut off this hand. We don't have time for relationships. We just need to put our head down and focus. And now you go like this. And now you're trying to build a business with two hands tied behind your back. How's that working for you? It doesn't. It doesn't. It feels exactly like you described, Sarah. It feels like an immovable mammoth rock. It feels overwhelming. It feels like a struggle. Why? Because you've cut off the greatest parts of you. When you're in creative outlet, when you're in relationships, what you're doing is you're soaking your brain, you're soaking your physiology with all of the chemicals it needs, dopamine, serotonin, all of these amazing things that make you a better human being. It makes you a better problem solver. It makes you more creative in figuring out how to approach different things in your, in your life. And what we do is we just tend to put our head down and like, no, 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 this is the only thing I got to do. People stop working out. Richard Branson said the number one thing, his number one tip for being successful is exercise. Exercise. He said, what's the point of doing all the work and building this amazing business if you're not going to be there to even witness it? So, yeah, exactly. So Sarah's saying that makes so much sense. Thank you so much. I definitely have cut off these parts. The reason we cut them off is because our ego is the one telling us we don't have time for this shit. We don't have time to read books. We don't have time to listen to podcasts. We don't have time to hire a coach. We don't have time to do my creative outlet. We don't have time to spend time with my friends. I just got to do, 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 do. But you're an ineffective doer. So that's the holistic approach. That's what I want to just share with you as that. Now, as far as like to do's. All right. The reason people feel overwhelmed is because they create to-do lists. To-do lists are the worst fucking thing that you can do on the planet. To-do list is automatic agony. Because here's the problem and here's where burnout really sets in. Burnout is a slow phase that you're unaware is happening. What happens is you come home, you have a to-do list of I don't know, 30 items, you do 10 of them. You come home, how do you feel? Unaccomplished, like a waste of a day. Oh my God, I didn't get anything done that I wanted to get done. And you put your head down on your pillow with all of this angst and shame and guilt, which is the lowest vibrational energy that you could live in as a human being. And you're literally soaking your body in this energy. Soaking it in shame and guilt and blame. And then hoping that you wake up and feel great and get ready to go. 
And the reason that you spend two days out of sort and two days out of it is because that energy just destroys you. So my first recommendation is fucking get rid of your to-do lists. The way I approach my business, the way I be productive is I have three things to do every single day. I choose three things to do in that day. There's not a single person listening to this right now that can't accomplish three things that day. It could be having a conversation with someone about, for, for me, for example, like having a conversation with someone about being in our coaching program. It could be coaching a client. It could be putting together a piece of content. That's it. That's my three a day. Now, if I do more, fantastic. If I just get those three done, that's it. But guess what? I get to lay down at night feeling elated that I accomplished those three things. And here's the thing, three things. If you accomplish three things every single day for 365 days a year, that's just under a thousand things. No, that's over a thousand things. I'm sorry. That's 10,080, whatever, like 1100, basically things that you will have accomplished in a year. There's not a person on the planet. If you accomplish 1100 things in a year that you haven't moved your life, business, relationships, everything forward, right? Where we get stuck is it should be this time frame. It should be faster. I should be there already. And every time you do that, inherent in that is not having gratitude and a feeling of love for where you are right here, right now. And when you do that, you cut yourself off from force, uh, source. You cut yourself off from the divine, from that which allows for you to be in flow. So Sarah, my recommendation, first of all, I recommend a book, which is fucking awesome, called Personal Kanban. Let me just type it out in here. So I highly recommend that book. The other thing is get rid of that to-do list and start doing three things a day. And that's it. And notice how when you go to bed at night and you feel great, what does that do for you the next day? You're excited to get back in it. Think about this. If you did five things that day off your list of 30, right? Because there's no way that you're doing 10. So you did five things off your list of 30, okay? You go to bed feeling shame and guilt. I've done three. I go to bed feeling elated. Amazing energy. Now, when you feel shitty, is there any way that you can manifest something awesome? Impossible, right? When your energy is down, and I'm talking like the lowest vibrational thing, what you're going to attract is more of that low vibration. When you're feeling elated, ecstatic, happy, fulfilled, guess what you get to create? You manifest more ecstatic, fantastic, amazing, fulfilled, etc. So you do your five, I do my three. So technically, I'm behind you by two. But here's the thing. You wake up, you're fucking exhausted. So half of your next day is fucked. If not two, like you said. So now my next day, I'm super excited. I do another three. You've been out of game. So now I'm already ahead of you. And I'm feeling amazing. And here's the thing. When you tap into your the other things that I said, when you tap into your creativity, when you tap into relationships, the universe will send you the perfect opportunity, the perfect people. You'll read something in a book and all of a sudden you're going like, oh my God, that's the puzzle piece that I've been missing. All of it will fall into place. So my recommendation to all of you, and especially Sarah, is focus on 
making sure that you feel good, that you're vibrating at your highest frequency. It's not about the things that you check off your checklist. Getting up the mountain to feel empty and tired and broken isn't the result you're looking for anyway. You want to get up there and be so fucking thrilled that when you get up to that top of the mountain and you see the other peaks of that mountain, you're like, let's fucking go. Not like I need to take a six month hiatus because I'm burnt out. So I hope that helps. So Sarah says, perfect. Thanks so much for the book and awesome advice. Going to implement all of these. Thanks a million. You are welcome a million, Sarah. That was an awesome, awesome question. Uh, Natasha says, hello, Elon. Finally got my hands on inner engineering recommended by you starting. Awesome book. Super, super great book. Sadhguru. He also has a great YouTube channel with amazing videos. So once you go through that, you can uh, tap into a lot of other content. All right, guys. So we're, uh, we're coming up to the top of the hour here. Does anybody else have any other questions? If not, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up for the day. And thank you guys for those that uh, sent in questions earlier today. Hopefully you guys will have an opportunity to watch the recording and uh, hear your names and questions answered. All right, boys and girls, love you so much. Make it an incredible rest of the week. Whole week left to go. Love you guys. Have an amazing one. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all, and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.